So we're now in the Advent season. Um, Jay preached last week, Thanksgiving weekend, first Sunday of Advent, we lit the candle for hope. And today we light the candle for peace and that's followed by joy and then love. And so let's remember that these are the virtues that we believe that Christ brings into our lives at Christmas. And these are the virtues that we're called to embody and to live out. You know, I've always loved Christmas. I have always loved Christmas for many reasons. I love the, the lights and the trees and the wreaths and the music and the, the beautiful decorations. I love watching with my family movies like um, Elf and Home Alone 1 and 2 and uh, Cousin Eddie on Christmas vacation. We watched it the other night uh, with Wade before Megan got home. She wasn't happy about that, you know, but, but we were watching it because it gets you into the spirit. But, but, but I think that Christmas is a time for us to reflect and to think about our lives and everything that's happened over the past year, the good, the bad, the challenging times, the, the hard times, the, the joyous times. And, and I think we can think about how we've grown, who we've lost. Um, and so what I'm always reminded about at Christmas is that we experience a wide range of emotions during this time. Um, we connect with family and friends. We remember the people that have gone on before us. We think back to Christmas's past when we were growing up when the world seemed a little more simple, uh, a little less crazy and divided and, and, and stressful. Um, the cards that we get at Christmas, I don't know if you're like me, but I love getting cards uh, in the mail from church members and friends. And what I, I learned something from another minister a number of years ago. When I get the cards in the mail, I always say a, a prayer for that family, just a short prayer and then hang them up in our kitchen. And one of the best things to do is just to walk through and just look at all the different people and to think about what's going on in their lives, what's, what's happening. And, and I've learned something as a pastor, you know, that behind all those smiles and, and the pictures at the beach and the pictures at the mountains and the trip to Europe and all that, behind all that, there's always pain. There's always heartache. There's, there's, there's addiction, there's disappointment, there's grief, there's loss. There's people that have uh, been through some really hard situations. I, I, I got a card this week from somebody who lost their husband and, and she was there with her two children and holding a picture of the husband that just passed away last spring. And, and you just forget sometimes that Christmas is a joyful time, but it's not easy on everybody. Uh, some people are really hurting this time of year. And so today we light the, the candle for peace. And, and I've said before that Christianity is a religion of peace. The message of Jesus is a message of, of peace. We sing these carols, hail the heaven born Prince of peace, hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Uh, Isaiah says, for us, to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, authority rests upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The angels proclaimed it, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among all people. And so we can only conclude that if we are Christians, if we are called to follow Jesus, then we too are called to be people of peace, advocates for peace. In our scripture reading this morning, um, the, the prophet Isaiah foretells of the peaceable kingdom where the wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. Then a few verses later, Isaiah says, they will no longer hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. But, but here's the deal. We know that in this world, we don't always experience peace. We have wars, 
We have invasions. We have shootings. We have deeply divided politics. We have anger. We have resentment. Uh, some people even have hatred for others. And yet, Jesus calls us to be people of peace. Or as Amy Grant sings at the Ryman every, every December with, with Vince Gill, she says, my grown-up Christmas list, no more lives torn apart and wars would never start and time would heal all hearts and everyone would have a friend and right would always win and love would never end. This is my grown-up Christmas list. I don't know about you, but, but, I, but I think about peace a lot, but I don't always experience it. I, I don't always find the, the peace that passes understanding that the prophets foretell and Jesus teaches us. I want to, I long to, but so many times in life, we don't find ourselves in a place where we seem to be able to experience it because life is hard and life is messy and life is busy and we hurt each other. We disappoint each other. We, we say things that we don't really mean and then we can't take it back. So because we're human, all of us are guilty of doing and saying things that hurt other people. And, and here's one of the, the challenges. We don't always know that we're doing it. We don't always know that we're doing it. We're saying things, we're not responding to people and we're hurting other people. But I do think that all of us here this morning have a few basic things in common. I think that as human beings, we wanna be heard, we wanna be seen, we wanna be respected, we wanna be included, and we wanna be loved. Let me say that again. We wanna be heard, we want to be seen, we want to be respected, we want to be included, and we want to be loved. Anybody here not, not sign up for that list? All of us want that in our lives. And guess what? If we want that in our lives, the golden rule says that we have to go and, and show that to other people. But when these things don't happen, it's much more difficult to experience peace. Much more difficult when we don't feel like we're heard, or we don't feel like we're seen or respected or included or loved. There's a, a pastor in Queens, New York, by the name of Peter Scazzaro. And Scazzaro pastored a large multicultural church for, for many years, um, really busy, lots going on, uh, like, like the church we have here at Woodmont, many different large staff and different things happening. But, but back in the mid-90s, Scazzaro hit a wall. He, he, he burned out. He was just absolutely fried, and he realized that he had to make some significant changes or the ministry was literally going to kill him. He couldn't keep going the way he was going. And so he birthed this ministry concept, and I was talking to the staff about it this week. It's called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. And, and he's written a number of books, but there's one book that's called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. And he says, you know, in life for Christians and for the church, there are kind of four failures that we're, that we're guilty of, 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 of. The first is, he says, we tolerate emotional immaturity. Meaning we treat people that we don't know well, strangers, work people, but we don't give our best to our spouse and our children, the people that we love. The second failure is, he says, we emphasize doing for God over being with God. In other words, religious busyness does not always lead to spiritual depth. The third thing he says is we don't pay attention to the wisdom of church history. I met Justin uh, Princeton Seminary years ago. We studied church history. There are lots of really smart people that have, that have gone before us who have wrestled with these same questions and they have a lot of wisdom, but sometimes we don't take the time to read it. And the last failure he said is, we define success wrongly. We want bigger, better, more. I talked about this before Thanksgiving. The world defines success that way, bigger, better, more. 
but Jesus defines success differently. And so what Schizera presents is a much healthier approach to Christianity where we slow down, we go deeper, we reflect, we listen, and we pay serious attention to our emotional well-being. And then when we do this, he says, that's when we find that deep sense of inner peace in our lives. And so based on some of his principles, what I wanna do this morning is share with you some of the ways that I think we can all find peace this Christmas and beyond, not just during December, but Christmas first and beyond. And, 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 and so I, I just wanna share these with you. What, what, what are they? I got kind of four thoughts, but I want you to think about them, take them with you. The first one is to experience peace at Christmas and beyond. We have to be before we do. Have you ever thought about the fact that we were created as human beings, but we spend most of our lives as human doings? always going and doing things, we're, we're busy and it can ruin the quality of our lives. We don't rest, we don't slow down, we don't reflect. Scazzaro says a person who practices being before doing operates from a place of emotional and spiritual fullness, deeply aware of themselves, of others and God. And so do you remember the concept of EQ that we've talked about, uh, emotional intelligence that I use at Vanderbilt? There's five components, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. The world needs more EQ. IQ is great. If you've got a high IQ, that's awesome. But if you don't have a, a, higher e, a high EQ, you're gonna be struggling. EQ matters. So we have to be before we do. We have to spend time with God and fill our own cup and not spend our entire lives going and doing, going and doing, which means we must learn to say no, even to some good things that we'd like to do. There are three principles that I shared with the elders and the staff this week. One is you cannot give what you do not possess. The second is what you do is important, but who you are is more important. And the third is the state that you're in, the state of your heart is what you give to other people. So to find peace at Christmas, we have to embrace God's gift of limits and boundaries and realize that we can't do it all. There's a lot happening this time of year. Lots of parties, lots of gatherings, lots of events, and we might like to do it all, but we can't do it all. Remember what Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. The world gives us too much to do, but Jesus says, come unto me, all of you labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. The world says, you know, you're missing out. Where are you? But Jesus says, I am enough. The world says, I can't believe that you weren't there. You missed it. And Jesus says, it's okay. Another chance will come. You know, this concept of FOMO, fear of missing out. Anybody have that? You don't want to hear about something that you should have gone to, but you missed out for whatever reason. I was sharing some of these principles with the staff this week, and my dad, who I love dearly, called me and said, Clay, you're really good at laying these things out. Have you ever thought about practicing any of these things? <laughs> and it's a great question that only a father could put to his son, right? If the other staff had said that, I'd be pretty mad. But it's a good point. We know this stuff, but we don't always practice it, right? Um, it's, 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 it's important to, to be before we do. Secondly, to find peace at Christmas, we have to discover the treasures lost in our pain and our grief. You know, I think about my mother a lot at Christmas. She's been gone over 17 years. Um, I think about people who were sitting in this building a year ago during Advent, and now they're no longer with us. Life is full of change, and when there's change, there's loss, and when there's loss, there's grief. And, and, and grief is a process. But here's the deal. We grow stronger after loss. 
It's not fun to go through it, but we grow stronger. And grief is a process, multiple emotions. You know, I've been thinking about my friend, uh, Melissa Wadi, passed away three years ago today. What she taught me at the very end of her life about how faith and family and friendship and loving people and giving back, how that's what really matters. And I've been thinking about Tolu Quinn, who passed away this past spring, how she gave her whole career in life to starting mobile loaves and feeding the hungry and the poor. And, and, and these are people that we've loved and lost and they're no longer with us. But guess what? We feel a special bond with them at Christmas because we feel like they're closer to us than maybe other times of the year. Third, to find peace at Christmas, we have to break with the past. You know, we all have things that have happened in our past and, and sometimes we just need to let it go. Um, the past is the past and we cannot change it. We can learn from it. We can grow from it, but we cannot change it. Um, many of you know that I grew up in Memphis. I played high school football for a guy named Hugh Freeze. And Hugh Freeze is a very good football coach. He went on to coach at Ole Miss, had a lot of success there, but he also uh, had a, a, a big shortcoming uh, there, failure. He got in trouble. And you can look it up if you want. But he, he, he left Ole Miss. He was out of coaching for a while. He was hired back at Liberty University. And if you're an Auburn fan, any Auburn fans in here, this week he was hired as the head coach at Auburn. And so people ask me, well, what do you think about it? And, and this is what I tell them, and I mean this sincerely. And I don't dismiss what he got in trouble for by any means. But I said, do we want to live in a world where our mistakes, however big or small, define us forever? Or do we want to live in a world where we are given second chances, redemption, and new beginnings? I want to live in that kind of world, friends. We all screw up. We all make mistakes. Some mistakes are bigger than others. But we have to keep moving forward and we have to let the past be the past. A big part of finding peace is learning to live in the present and leave the past in the past. Finally, this morning, my, my fourth point for you, to find peace at Christmas and beyond, put yourself in situations and surround yourself with people who will bring you peace. Uh, a small group that Megan and I are in hosted Room in the Inn Friday night up the hill at South Hall. And what an amazing ministry. If you've done it, you know what an important ministry it is in this town. And not only did we do that ministry, but we did it with people that we, we love and care about, which was a win-win. Walk through Bethlehem this week. You can come down here any night of the week and help us build the village uh, because it's a, it's a massive undertaking. We need your help. We need your help to do this. But when it comes to the people that we hang around, there are some people who will build you up and bring you peace and fulfillment. And there are other people who will do the exact opposite. I saw a quote this week that said, you can't keep getting mad at people for sucking the life out of you if you keep giving them the straw. Let me say that again. <laughs> you can't keep getting mad at other people for sucking the life out of you if you keep giving them the straw. Um, you know, the, the people that we become friends with, that, that, that's gonna impact us. Spend time with people that build you up, that make you better. If there's a toxic person in your life and you've tried to address it, it might be time for you to part ways with that person. In the Bible, the ancient word for peace, we'll say it next Sunday, is shalom. And shalom never means the absence of trouble because life is never perfect. Shalom means that which makes for the highest good. The peace that the world offers to us is very different from the peace that Christ offers to us. The peace that the world offers to us is an escape. It's a day at the spa, it's a vacation. But the peace that Christ offers to us is a peace of conquest. The peace that allows us to deal with whatever comes our way, 
Nothing can take this peace away once we have it. It's an inner peace that is completely independent of outward circumstances and situations. It's a peace that we find in God. And it allows us to deal with all of our worries and fears, all of our trials and tribulations, all of our uncertainty and our insecurity, all of our doubt and uneasiness. You know, this world will throw many things at you. I don't have to tell you that. You know it. You experience it. But once we find this peace of Christ, this peace of Christmas, then we will experience that feeling, the peace that passes understanding. And once we find it, other people do not have control over us because it's a peace deep within our hearts and nobody else, nobody else can take it away. Would you pray with me? Loving God, this Christmas, we all long for peace. Our world needs peace and we need peace in our lives. And so in the words of Jill Jackson Miller's famous song, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with us. Lord, let peace start in our hearts so that we can then spread it to others. I pray for peace for our world. I pray for peace for those who are in this room, whatever they're dealing with, that they will experience that peace that passes understanding and draw closer to Christ this Christmas. Amen.